I really feel like Cato, who always ended his speeches with, and also I think we need to destroy Carthage. Hello and welcome to the Super Byron Podcast. Earlier this week, Uli Honus gave a very revealing interview on Doppelpass, talking about his personal future and the future of others at the club, but most importantly claiming that Bayern Munich are in for a big summer on the transfer market. Bild claimed to have the inside scoop on who the Bavarians are bringing in this summer, and we're here to talk about that. I'm Benjamin Scott, and I'm joined by the whole crew this time, Garrett Kerber. Hi, guys. Tim Richards. Hello. And of course, Sebastian Zimmerman. Hi. Yeah, so like I said, Uli Honus went on Doppelpass earlier this week, and he made several big statements, um, but perhaps the most intriguing of all of those was his claim that Bayern already have some deals in place for next summer, or for this upcoming summer, uh, even going so far as to say, you know, if you only knew what we have planned. Um, Bild, specifically their uh, lead reporter for Bayern, Christian Falk, he did his journalistic work, and he claims that Uli Honus was referencing a few players in specific. Uh, and so I'll go ahead and list those, and we'll dive right in. Uh, Bill today that Byron already have a deal in place with Lucas Hernandez, who of course they missed out and missed out on in January, uh, as well as Timo Werner. Um, both players have a personal agreement with Byron. Bill claimed that Hudson Adoy and uh, Kai Havertz are the two other players at the top of Byron's list, and they have a few backup options as well in Nicholas Pepe and Julian Brandt. Um, so to start off with a question, I'm going to go ahead and come to you, Tim. Even with Benjamin Pavard signed for the upcoming summer, do you think Lucas Hernandez is, is still a good choice, especially considering that he could cost up to 80 million euros? Uh, I think I said this before. I think Lucas Hernandez would be a very good purchase. I do think 80 million is quite a significant step up from Bayern's previous record-breaking signing. So he went from Javi Martinez at about 40 million, Corentin Talise to about 41 and a half. And now all of a sudden, okay, okay, let's assume that Bayern buy Hammers for about 42, 43 maybe. Jumping all the way up to 80 million for Lucas Hernandez is a lot of money. Um, but, you know, it's a sign of the times. People cost a lot more now. Um, I think this is a purchase that Bayern should be making. But my, my opinions on the price are that is quite high. He's a good player but I would not be paying 80 million euros for him. Uh, Sebastian, what do you think? Do you agree with with Tim there that price is probably a bit high? Yeah, I guess. Uh, First, though, I would like to preface this real quick with a comment on Bild, our source here. Uh, I don't know how many of our uh, listeners are from Germany. I guess Germans would know that, but... Probably most or many of our listeners don't. Uh, Bild is as yellow press as uh, it gets in Germany, I would say. Maybe uh, Tim is used to worse uh, in Britain. Britain is quite notorious for its yellow press, I think. Yeah, we've got quite a selection. Yeah, yeah, and we just more or less just got Bild. And yeah, it's, it's awful, but yeah. So I think they are, they probably know something, but... Uh, a lot of what we hear is probably uh, mixed with a lot of interpretation, connecting, trying to connect the dots that they have. So th- uh, that said, I think uh, Lucas, I totally agree, he's a great player, but the br- price tag is pretty high, and I wonder why we seem to have chosen him over 
people like the league? I guess that that's my most impo- important question here. Maybe we're more looking for a guy who can also play on the left side. Maybe that's uh, what makes him more interesting for Bayern. Maybe he's yeah, he's the guy, he's a guy who's even better suited for three at the back. That's another idea because that fits with what we see in Pavard. Pavard is probably uh yeah, ideally suited for being the uh yeah, the right center back in a three at the back setup and I guess Lucas is pretty much the same thing for the left side. Maybe that's why we're targeting him over the league. But I really have to wonder, is he worth 80 million? Is he worth probably 10 to 20 million more than we would probably have to pay for people like the league? And I think maybe not. I would only pay 80 million for Lucas if he's really exactly the guy we want and if there's a plan behind that, like what I said, we plan to also use him at left back or we are going to do three at the back and he's better suited to that than the league. Maybe that's the plan. That's what I hope. Well, to partially answer your question, Sebastian, I think experience has to play a little bit of a role here. I think that you've actually said it in one of our past episodes, you know, we can't buy the next big thing for every position. So let's say we're going for hudson Adoy on the wing. That's one 18-year-old. Um, though DeLitt is a great player in, in his own respect, uh, Hernandez has a few more years of experience under his belt. Um, you That's know, true. Notably playing with France at the World Cup in every single match and, and uh, you know, doing that there. And um, I think something also has to be said about, you know, if Hernandez wants Bayern Munich, as as the report says, huh? if he's, you know, set on coming to the club, um and, you know, looking at the French connection that we have there, uh, we all know Bayern like to buy World Cup winners. It happened, you know, the last time Germ- when Germany won the World Cup, Bayern had a spine of Germans that were in that squad. And now we're looking at all these French players. And, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess that's partially an answer. Um, to, I guess to weigh in, I, do, I, I think I'd agree 80 million is a bit high, but it's, that's how the market is right now. As Tim said, and, you know, it, it, you could look back in a few years and all of a sudden 80 million for a player like Lucas Hernandez is actually a good deal. It's not overpaying. So you never really know how it goes and you just have to play to the market. And uh, for me, I'd rather Byron actually finally take that step and, and dive in a little bit than stay too cautious. And we're looking at more seasons that are just frustrating um, like this one. But I don't know, maybe Garrett, you have a different take on this. No, I'm kind of of the mind that I I personally... I mean, if it were coming out of my pocketbook, yeah, 80 million would be quite a bit. But since it's not my money, I'll spend it the way I want. And um, I think that I think that Lucas is 22. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. 22 years old, and and Delict would have just been 19. So that's not really all that much of a difference. But you're getting so much more experience. Um, he's got experience at a big club like Atletico. And um, so I, I think that that plus the things you guys brought up, the speed, the flexibility to be able to play left back if need be, but also center back, I think it gives you just a lot of flexibility and you're getting a world-class player. Uh, 80 million is a lot of money, but given the other options that are out there for young center backs from big clubs, I don't know that you're going to find a much better deal out there. So for me, Lucas Hernandez, 
seems like a pretty good buy. And I, I guess if you're not going to wait until he can come on a free, might as well jump in there, get him um, while he's still young and eager to join, and then uh, go from there. I guess the question also has to be asked as to what implications this transfer would have on Byron's current uh, core of center backs, um, because we've already got Pavard coming in, and uh, we have three first-team center backs in Hummels, Boateng, and, and Nicholas Sula. Do you think, Sebastian, that bringing in Hernandez would kind of uh, point one of the other center backs toward the exit door? Probably, yeah. So at least if if three at the back is not the long-term plan. If we're going to play with three at the back, I think we don't need to lose any center backs. If we are really set on playing with two center backs in the future, I think it would probably be better if one of the guys leaves because that's just too much. But I think it's it's really quite up in the air if we are sticking with four at the back or if we're going to th- go three at the back in the future. I think, yeah, really both both could happen. Uh, and if it's going to change, I guess it's probably going to change soon and we're going to see it rather soon. Yeah, so kind of a 50-50 situation for me there. I think that you're... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm over realizing this, but like to me, Boateng's gone. We we talked about it. Or he, there was talk that he was leaving this past summer, and he still wants to play at a high level. He still can play at a high level, but when you're talking about bringing in younger, faster players that are roughly the same caliber, plus you still have Hummels, plus you're, you know, getting Pavard in addition to, to Lucas. I think that Boateng is probably the one that's going to be um, exiting. And like I said, I think the flexibility that you get with a Hernandez um, and with a Pavard allows you to move on from one of those guys without really it hurting much and uh and, and yeah so i think boateng is going to be the one that is going to end up leaving i guess a bit off topic but how much do you think Bayern Munich could even get for jerome boateng right now given his current his current form uh i'll go with you tim because i think if boateng is leaving it's probably to the premier league and so i know they might pay a little bit higher but i don't know what would you estimate his market value at it is it is incredible just how quickly he's gone from like the best in Europe to uh, he's not like he's being like benched by a guy that only joined Bayern last season. If I was to put a number on it, I think we you could probably get twenty something million for him. Um, I don't know if he would be able to keep up with the Premier League. He's done it before. If he was to go anywhere, I know that. Guardiola absolutely loved him, um, as as well he should have done. He was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but then you'd get him in place of Vincent Company, and then that's just kind of going from like one injury prone to another. Uh, if he does go to anywhere in England, then maybe I could see him go to Man City. Um, but I personally don't know where he would go. But I think somewhere to like twenty five to twenty. Eight million. I know the 28s come from nowhere. I can't really justify that. Mid 20s, I'd say. 
I guess it, I mean if I guess if you look at it that way. So if you're paying eighty million for Hernandez and now you use whatever you make for Boateng, that drops that price down a little bit. So I guess that's uh, possibly possibly the twist I'd look at it. But there is of course also the chance nobody leaves and we just have you know four or five excellent center backs and play the three at the back like Sebastian said. But uh, to move on to another player who has reportedly made a personal agreement with Bayern to join either this summer or the next. It's Timo Werner, RB Leipzig's Timo Werner. Um, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. And Sebastian, I, I do want to start with you. Some fans say they don't want Werner. They don't think he's, uh, I guess, good enough for Bayern. Or a lot of them use the argument that he doesn't fit our playing style. And so since you have been our biggest, um, I guess, champion for Timo Werner at Bayern, what's your response to that? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I'm, I think, the biggest proponent of Timo Werner um, among us four. And, yeah, I think much of the criticism of Timo Werner also comes down to character. Uh, you didn't really mention that. I think, uh, in, at least in Germany, I, I don't know, maybe y- you guys could speak to uh, the, the international uh, yeah, the international side of this. But in Germany, there is there are some questions about Timo Werner's character because... Uh, there were some dives in his uh, in his uh, career, and there were some uh, kind of strange situations where people said, "Yeah, that that wasn't so very fair play." Uh, and also, of course, he plays for for uh, Red Bull uh, or Rasenballsport Leipzig. <laughs> I would have to say, of course, um, which yeah, people didn't like at all, or many people didn't like uh, in the first place. But I think a lot of the criticism really comes down to that. And also, I think many people who say Timo Werner doesn't fit our play style, I doubt that they have seen many games of Bayern Munich in the last season. I don't know. I feel like that often comes from people who have an idea what Bayern, what kind of football Bayern Munich plays, but they don't really watch the matches properly. Maybe they're more focused on drinking beer or on... Uh, surfing on the internet while they're watching, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, our playstyle offensively has has been, yeah, very flexible this season. And I think it's not not very clear where we are going to go from here. So there are many possibilities, and it will largely depend on who we are buying this summer, uh, what kind of football we're going to playing from here on out. So I really don't see any problem there. We have seen. Uh, yeah, uh, setups with three forwards, uh, not very, not not a classic winger setup, but really, uh, yeah, like a four four three three basically, uh, and yeah, I think Werner fits that perfectly. Of course, uh, if you are convinced that we definitely need to play with uh, actual winger wingers in the old robbery style, with uh, with a clear conservative even number nine in the middle if you're dead set on playing that kind of football you you are not going to like Timo Werner but I don't think that's what Kovac has in mind I, I don't think that's in any way uh, where where we're heading necessarily so I really don't see the point there and of course uh, I totally uh, I would totally love if we could really be sure that Werner's on the way but I'm not perfectly 100% convinced uh even if Bilt uh, wants us to believe that, but but I really hope it's true. Is he is he come if he's coming in? He's coming in as a um, as a winger probably, 
right? I mean, initially, I think... because 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 you're not yeah. unless you're selling Lewandowski, um, you're not playing Timo Werner at the striker position, um, at least not primarily. And that's the only thing that kind of confuses me about it. I understand as a as a uh, succession plan type thing. I understand that completely. And I think that while I'm not the biggest Timo Werner fan, I think that he is one of the better strikers that you could go out and get. Um, but it is, I just, I'm not sure unless you, I don't know. I think Lewandowski is probably with Bayern for another two years at oh. least. And uh, much to your dismay, no. don't 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 dream my dreams here. Really. But I think Come I on. think that that's the reality because I think that he has number one. I think he's realized that. I mean, the only team he wanted to go to in the summer was Real Madrid, and the only team I don't I don't think that's in the interest to him at, at, at this point. So, yeah, I don't. I I just it worries me a little bit on the fit standpoint. Um, the only other thing about Werner that, uh, and someone can answer that winger question, I guess, but the, the only other thing about Werner that I think maybe there are people that don't particularly like, well, no, I won't say that. It, it's just interesting to me. He's been kind of angling for a move to Bayern for a while now, it seems like. And, um, and, and I, and I, and maybe this is the Lewandowski apologist in me, but I'm just thinking, we don't have a problem with him trying to leave his club, but we do have a problem with Lewandowski trying to leave our club. And I'm just thinking, is that, a, is, is Bayern Timo Werner's final destination or does he think that Bayern just is catapult to the next big thing? I don't know. That's just me in inflecting something that I've been kind of pondering for a while and maybe it doesn't really deserve to be brought up but just a thought well i mean Werner is german so it's a bit different for him to have Bayern as his pri- highest priority than than Lewandowski. um but i had to answer the first question i would say yes and no and that's part of what makes him great like yes he is being brought in to play as a winger but he's also being brought in to play as a striker um and that versatility is like sebastian talked about Bayern are hopefully trying to keep up with the times and adapt their play to, to what's, you know, is working for other teams like Liverpool and like um, Real Madrid and the Champions League. It's a, a balance, you know, a very balanced style of play with flexible people up top. Um, it's worked very well for Germany with Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry, and uh, Timo Werner all kind of shifting positions there. And I guess to also kind of answer, you know, the question or the, the argument that he doesn't fit our playing style that's a good thing because our current playing style of what we've been doing for the past couple of years doesn't work. So yeah, it, it, he doesn't fit our playing style, but we're trying to change that playing style and we want to get someone who will fit the new playing style coming in. So he can play on the right, he can play on the left, or he can play up top. Um, Robert Lewandowski is the only player we have right now that's double digits and goals for the season. Uh, I do think for a big club like Bayern, that should be concerning. And so it'd be great to get another player in here who knows how to score some goals um, and so, yeah, I think Timo Werner, um, whether it's on the wing or at striker or in some sort of flexible adaptation of both, uh, he'd, be, he'd be a good buy or a good player to have in. I guess uh, another question that has to be asked about Werner is, would we be better off waiting until 2020 when we can get him for free? 
or you know paying up this this summer and getting him for uh, 40 to 60 million euros somewhere in there yeah of course uh, I, w- I would like i would like to say i think uh i would get him soon because the price tag seems very fair uh i think Bilt said something like between 40 and 60 i think if we pay 80 for lucas 60 for for werner is really a steal to me they are roughly on the same level one is a striker and he's german i i, I would uh pay pay a premium for a for a young German player, since we are a German team and we want to keep a part, at least partly German identity there, and yeah, I think that that's definitely worth those forty to sixty million. I would easily say we we should we should do that. I really don't see a problem there, and I also would like to uh, talk about what Garrett said. Uh, I think it's not not really fair to compare. Uh, Werner talking about transfers and what Lewandowski has been doing. Uh, Werner, uh, he hasn't really set up his agent to push for for uh, push for transfers or anything like that. I think it was more like, uh, yeah, reporters have really been pressuring him on where are you going? Are you going to Bayern and, and whatnot? And he has been a bit enigmatic. Maybe, yeah, he could have just said no comment and he didn't. All right. But that that's really not not in the same league as what Lewandowski has been doing this last couple of years, really. Uh, twice a year, setting his agents up to uh, hype up this uh, transfer uh, rumors. Yeah, I think it's a to- totally different thing, and it's really unfair to compare that. And I think people who say uh, Timo Werner has a character problem, but this, those same people supporting Lewandowski instead of Werner, that's just ridiculous. That's plain <laughs> ridiculous for me. I think a, a better comparison would kind of be James Rodriguez, who was asked a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about Real Madrid, and he said, "Yes, I still love Real Madrid. I think about the club a lot." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's telling the truth. If if you know you're asked that every single day, every single week, um, like James is, then you know what more can you say without you know upsetting someone? Um, and so I think it's the same with Werner because when they last played Bayern, he was asked you know over and over, "Are you joining Bayern?" and um, mm-hmm. He gave, I guess, the most um, diplomatic response you can give. You know, yeah. if you're a German and you want to stay in Germany and you're already with RB Leipzig, there's only one other club you can join. Uh, of course. What he said, and so you can't get mad at him about that. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't see it the same as Lewandowski in the past because I do think Lewandowski has changed, but I don't see him on the same level as uh, Lewandowski throughout throughout previous seasons. Those are fair points. I think um, on the would you pay for him now or or wait? I I I think you I definitely pay for him now if he's a player that you like, um, because you risk you risk another team coming in, paying for him, bringing him on board, and then him being you know at a at a similar size club and 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 wanting to stay there, and then you know you're you're not getting a, a very good shot at him. Um, for longer so if you like the player i go get him that's what i i think in that regard well i think i'd also say if this deal's going through um i think it's going to be going through in the summer because leipzig have already said that they're going to sell him if he won't sign a new contract and even if a big team comes in garrett like you said uh Werner wants to join Bayern, and if you know if a big team comes in he can tell them no or he you know leipzig will tell Bayern, all right you need to pay this amount this is what they're offering and um, so if he's set on joining Bayern, I don't think there's any chance of him going to another team, and I do think it'll happen this summer. 
Um, by the way, if I, if I might add that, uh, since I watched the whole Doppelpass uh, on Sunday, uh, Hoeneß also uh, made it relatively clear that we are trying to find a new striker mm-hmm. soonish. Maybe not necessarily next summer, but in a rather short time frame, we are looking to get another striker. Maybe not uh, a replacement to yeah plug in there and have Lewandowski leave, but we're really looking uh, looking at getting a striker rather soon. And I think uh, if you're going to do that, if you want to build up that successor for Lewandowski, without uh, selling Lewandowski immediately, Timo Werner is the perfect guy to do that because you can phase Lewandowski out slowly and can have Werner play on the left or on the right and sometimes in the middle and just perfect, I think. And I do think that you're, the, the German angle of it is important as well because there's not a better German striker. I mean, you're not, you're not going to find one. So even if you aren't a huge fan of the player, you think maybe that there are other options out there. I'm blanking on who else is out there as far as strikers go. Uh, that, but, but the fact that you have the opportunity to get a young German striker who is the best German striker, it seems like a no-brainer. It really does. And and like I said, I'm not super thrilled about the idea of him playing on the wing because I don't really like his ball control um, at the moment and everything like that. But that being said, um, it, Lewandowski isn't going to be there forever. And I and honestly, I, I think that we're probably looking at one more year of Lewandowski more than we are looking at two more years. And if you can have Warren, uh, Werner on the roster – play him on the wing while Lewandowski's there or rest Lewandowski from time to time. That, I think that's great. And I think, I think he'll fit in just fine. And he's still got development to, to have happen. So the playing style stuff is kind of a non-point. So kind of moving on to the wings, um, Bayern are still reportedly in for Callum Hudson-Odoi, who we uh, missed out on in January. Um, we're going to go back in for him in the summer, despite Chelsea's transfer ban and whatever's going on there. They'll probably get out of that pretty well anyway. But we also have Nicholas Pepe and, and Julian Brandt, both rumored as backups in case this hudson Adoy deal falls through. Um, so, Tim, I'm going to come to you because I know you have a bit more invested in this transfer than the rest of us. Uh, do you still think hudson Adoy at 18 years old is a better option than Nicholas Pepe at 23 or Julian Brandt at, at also you know around the same age as Pepe? Uh, I wouldn't say he's a, necessarily a better option than Nicolas Pepe. I think they both play on uh, they play on different wings. I think um, I think Hudson Odoi is typically a left winger, and Nicolas Pepe is a right winger. I think mm-hmm. um, I am so much all for this transfer. Um, this this is like the transfer that I've been waiting for since I started supporting Bayern back in like 2001 um the again it goes back to the Hernandez thing he's a good player but that is a lot of money uh, I think the was it 40 million euros or 40 million pounds at least half of that is made up of a premium that is he is English and he plays in England mm. and then on top of that there's he's playing for a club that 
is probably not ever going to sell uh, well for like the next uh, couple of transfer windows because they do have the ban as you said um the way that like the fairy tale ending that this has is chelsea appeal it and in the time that the is it the court of arbitration like go through everything um they're allowed to conduct all of their business and then they say no you're banned and so then it's the it's the two windows after that um I'm kind of hoping that, so I have it on reasonable authority that uh, Hudson Adoy is very much looking to join Bayern and is very much waiting for the time that he can go. Um, a mate of mine played football with him the other day, so that's kind of that's tier one in my eyes. Um, the ball is very much in Chelsea's court, which is a huge shame because they are outrageously stubborn with this. Um, I think any other club, if this guy played for Arsenal or even Man City or literally any other club other than Chelsea, I don't think this would be a problem and he would already be a Bayern player because he would have arrived this this window. Um, this is Chelsea being uh, very stubborn. Um, and to be honest, they do have somewhat of an authority to be. He's their player still. And if they are genuinely annoyed with how Salihamidzic conducted the business in the first place, then yeah, you know what? Fair play to them. Um, but I am all for this transfer, and I think even at 40 million euros, it is a gamble. But he's already shown that he can play at a top level. Um, several months ago, when we talked about transfers a little bit more in depth, Sebastian, you presented Nicolas Pepe as one player that you'd like to see at Bayern. So, what do you think about? Um, going for Hudson Adoy instead of Pepe, or you know, would you rather have the legal and star uh, over Hudson Adoy? It's really a tough question. Uh, I think interestingly, the price tag for both players uh, has been going up significantly. If we would would have been able to uh, sign Pepe a bit earlier, he would have probably gotten him a bit cheaper than he's going to be now. We might be really looking at eighty million, I think. Hmm. at this point so he'll be significantly more expensive than Timo Werner and even yeah around the price tag of people like Havertz I guess which is a lot I still like the player really a lot of course he's a great player he also can play striker which is no longer essential if we get Timo Werner of course but yeah so would still like that on the other hand uh my appreciation of Callum Hudson-Odoi has really grown over the last couple of months. Uh, I think I've only heard good stuff about the guy. Uh, his matches, I think, have been great for uh, the, the amount of time he has been given. Uh, yeah, and, and if he really wants to join Bayern, which it does look like, and if he is as mature as he seems at times to me, that's really great. And And I think... Yeah, that, that makes the, the price tag much more reasonable than it would look like uh, without that information, I guess. He definitely really wants to join Byron because tier one source, Tim's mate, has confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, how, how could anybody doubt that? Exactly. I mean, um, but there's also the question of um, Julian Brandt, who apparently has a 25 million euro release clause. Which is astronomically low for a player of his caliber. Even you know he does have his doubters, and I've been among them in the past. But 
even if we sign Hudson Adoy or Pepe, do you think we should also go in for Brandt Garrett for you know for twenty five million, which seems like you know pocket change in this current transfer market? Yeah, I mean at that price you almost have to, right? I mean it's kind of bizarre that if that is the number that it wasn't even talked about over the winter, hmm. um, be, but because I mean he's he's been phenomenal um, as as Bayer Leverkusen has kind of got back on track. And um, I'm not sure that I would necessarily do it if it meant that it would make it harder to get Kai Havertz. Uh, I'd definitely rather have Havertz if I had to choose between both. But um, if you could get Brent and Havertz, then that, I mean, that's great. I mean, at, at worst, I think that you're getting... Uh, a player in Brandt that would be an excellent option off the bench at, at worst. And for $25 million, I'd, I'd be willing to make that, you know, take that gamble, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. I don't see Brandt as a player for the wing. I think he's always been a, a slightly too slow to play on the wing. But, you know, that being said, he kind of fits the whole theme of, of the transfer targets that Byron have, and that's, you know, versatility because he can play out wide. Uh, he's shown in the past, you know, month or two, like you said, that he's a pretty great midfielder. Um, not even necessarily playing as a ten, but even playing more so as an eight uh, and excelling there. And um, I think Tim highlighted that he was one of the best players for Germany at the World Cup. Not that that says a lot, but he was kind of, you know, the lone spark in an underwhelming World Cup for Germany. And um, yeah, so so having someone versatile like that would be great. And I don't actually think it would hurt the Havertz chances. Um, because if anything, I think it might help. Uh, Brandt and Havertz are supposedly really good friends. They're really close. And I think if anything, Brandt could kind of been, be used as leverage to to lure Havertz even more toward Bayern. So maybe I'm well, wrong do about you think, that. Do you think, because um, I don't know what the what a release clause for Havertz would be. I would imagine it's crazy. Um, so... I guess what what my concern would be is that if if you re, you activate that release clause on Brandt, then already we already know that Bayern and and, Bayer, uh, and Leverkusen have kind of a icy relationship. Does that does that make them kind of respond and like hold Havertz a little bit tighter? Or I, I don't know. What do you think? But I guess you could gamble and try to get Harvards first, and then ah, oh, since we're, we're since we're already here, uh, we also take Brand. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that would necessarily work, but I, that's a strategy you could try, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, both of them are great players, and Harvards is just somebody I would love to get, and Brand is just so cheap in comparison. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really tough to choose. And there. young too. I think is he twenty? He's like twenty three, twenty four. So it's not like you're getting an older player for yeah. you know what mm-hmm. we're what we're assuming that Boateng could go for. You know, that's I mean, that's insane. I guess um, on Havertz, I'm going to ask this question not because I see it this way, but because I know it's the question so many kind of expect to be asked and expect to be discussed. But would you take Kai Havertz for? let's say 75 80 million that Leverkusen would make us uh buy him for or James Rodriguez for the you know buy out his loan if you had to choose between the two yeah i i definitely go Havertz definitely 
I've seen less of him than Hammers, but of what I've seen of Hammers this season, he strikes me as somebody that, like, I remember a few months ago when we were all saying we we need to make sure that Hammers signs for Bayern. Now, really not that bothered about it. Um, he isn't being the difference maker that he was last season. He doesn't care. Oh, it doesn't seem like he cares. Um, at least with Havertz, it's like he's young and he has the chance to to learn. He's already at the he's already at a position where he's one of Germany's best players. If he then changes, if he has the ability to bench Hammers Rodriguez, then that's like there's every possibility that that could happen. I think um, that with sorry, I, uh, no, 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 I, go for, go for. I just think that I think that like. Like you're saying, Tim, I like Hamez is clearly whether you want to blame it on Kovac not using him right or whatever, you're still talking about a player that is approaching 30. And if you need to use him in a very specific way to get everything out of him, I, there's no reason to change the plan for your whole team for a Hamez Rodriguez if that's really what the problem is. And if it's not, if it's not a Kovac doesn't know how to use him sort of thing, we're well, we're still looking at a player that, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to get it going at Bayern and really didn't get it going too super well at uh, Real Madrid. I mean, they loaned him out for crying out loud. So he's got a lot of potential, or he's, he seems to have a lot of potential based on his performance in international competitions, but we just haven't seen it at the same level for for club and and that's why to me i'd much rather pay the money get kai havertz german midfielder young guy with a lot of potential and if you still have kind of the same situation as you do with a james well he's he's not he's not even 20 yet so you know i can i can live with that it's a little harder with with a guy who's you know more on the back end of his career than he is on the front yeah, it's really sad to say, but uh, Hamas has been looking a bit lethargic uh, in the last couple of uh, the last couple of months. And yeah, I always I, or I sometimes get the feeling that that he's just a bit uh, a foreign object within 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 Bayern's system. He's just not fitting in right now, and he's always just trying to do something. It's it's like he's trying to force something great instead of just playing along and do it doing what what works. He's trying to do something special, just it's just not happening because it, it doesn't fit with what the other players are doing, and it it is just not working very well right now. And that that's really frustrating. While I still think uh, you really should sign him at this price, and probably if you still don't want to keep him, just sell him. It's probably still the better deal. Uh, I think Harvard's uh, has just such such a huge upside, and I think he's worth that eighty million. He's so young, and he's so great for how young he is. And at that position, as a German player, it's just a very rare thing. And you, if you have the chance to sign that guy, you should go go ahead and do that. And I would, I won't say anything about Hamas because y'all have basically covered it all. But I'm gonna use that that key word again, versatility. And you know, Havertz has that over Hamas big time. I'm looking at, I think it's the looking at the top five fastest players in the Bundesliga this season. Havertz is like second or third, 
which is incredible for someone who primarily plays in midfield, but he can also play on the wing. He can play attacking midfield. He can drop deeper into the midfield. And um, he's kind of a player that I'd like to get now so we can mold him into the player that we want him to be, um, whether that is someone who plays a bit deeper or someone who plays a bit further forward. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I would put him at the top for sure, even if that does mean sacrificing James. Um, I do love James as a player, but as we've talked about over and over, all the signs are pointing toward this you know, being his, his final season uh, in Bavaria. So, assuming that all these deals go through, um, we're still so far away from the summer window, so there's not too much of a point speculating whether they will, whether they won't, but it's fun to talk about. Assuming they all go through, do you think Bayern would need any more transfers? Um, yeah, any any more additions to the squad? Um, you know, and also assuming they don't offload too many big players, maybe, you know, Boateng and, you know, we're losing Ruby, Rafinha, Robin. Um, you think Bayern need to make any more purchases besides these four players? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're still, of course, every one of you knows what I'm going to say here. <laughs> I feel like, I think you're it's You're going to say midfielder. No, Give Rafinha an extension? Uh, no, no, not quite. But we're at the right position right now, <laughs> at, at least. Uh, yeah, I really feel like Cato, who always ended his speeches with, and also I think we need to destroy Carthage. Uh, yeah, we, all, we also need to get a, 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 a right back, of course. Uh, the, only, the only exception from that would be if we are really set on going through at the back, which would be okay with me. Then I guess we don't, we don't need to get a right back. But if not, we really need one. I think it's still worth getting a right back, even if you do go three at the back just because yeah you can of course right i mean because we i mean you 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 can still use Kimmich and you can still use Bavard if that's the way you want to go but why not get another guy on the roster that you know you feel comfortable putting there um just because we we know things happen i mean it seems like it happens to byron a lot so i'd still like to see him get a right back i'm not expecting him to go out and get you know a top 50 right back in the world to be honest, to just somebody that you feel like comes in and replaces Rafinha at a at a decent level, which doesn't seem like it should be that super hard. With all due respect to the great Rafinha. Alright, well there are still several months between now and the when the transfer window finally opens again and You'll probably hear a lot more from us between now and then on potential deals for Bayern Munich. But that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for listening. Um, you can get a hold of us by tweeting at us at SuperBayernPod. Send us your questions, any feedback. Just get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can email us at SuperBayernPod at gmail.com. Um, you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the major podcast catchers. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.